0: This episode of The Focus involves a difficult topic. It touches on life choices, decisions, and an issue that has divided our country for more than half a century. But our guest has managed to build a bridge on a major college university campus. We welcome to The Focus, Lori DeVillez, founder and CEO of Trotterhouse. inspiration from creative leaders, authors, CEOs, and entertainers. People who are truly at the top of their game day after day after day. How do they zero in on their vision? What is their why? We'll learn what motivates these visionaries and what's launched them to the next level as they offer practical advice that anyone can put into action. My name is Taylor Cole Longacre. Welcome to The Focus. Now, many may be familiar with the Austin Pregnancy Resource Center, uh, but now it's called Trotter House. Tell us about your organization.
1: Well, we are housed in West Campus at the University of Texas, and we get to be there with 50,000 students to offer, uh, if they find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, a safe place to come and talk with someone.
0: Lori, I've visited Austin, and I've been to the UT campus. Mm. I can imagine that yes, you have some support there, but I also can imagine being maybe the liberal school that it is that it hasn't always been the case. Tell me a Mm -hmm. bit more about your experience with campus life.
1: Yes, um, actually I thought Austin would be excited that we were there and serving our community, serving with excellence, offering wonderful services. But in 2010, we actually, found ourselves in a major battle with the city of Austin, uh, trying to create ordinances, uh, telling us that we had to post a sign of, on the sign, services we do not offer. And what business do you know is forced by their city that they serve to post a sign of services they don't do. Don't
0: offer, yeah. Yeah, it makes
1: no sense. But the only way to stop it, because if we didn't post it, the city council said they would fine us $450 a day if we didn't put the sign up. And I had people calling me from all over the country, just put your sign up, you're not, what we had to put was that we're not referring for abortion and we're not referring for contraception. The only way to stop it was uh, to file a lawsuit against it, which I didn't want to do because it was hard for me to to file a lawsuit against the city that I'm serving, that I'm trying to help. And I really struggled with it. And we were going into our third board meeting and I was really praying, God, what do you want us to do? And I opened my Bible, and it turns to Isaiah 10. Mm. Woe to those who make unjust laws and oppress the poor and the fatherless. Mm. Very clear. Very clear. Then I went to David and Goliath because it's what it would be. It's a battle. <laughs> <laughs> We're little David here going and But the part that I had missed before I saw that day, that David ran quickly to the battle. He had a righteous anger about what was happening. He didn't run from it. No. He ran to it. And I was hesitating. And God made it really clear, if you hesitate longer, I'll find someone else. Mm. And I've, I've always wanted to live with being willing, available, and obedient. And I didn't want to be in disobedience. So I went to that board meeting and said, I'm willing. And the major, we had seven attorneys on the case, and the the lead attorney said, this will not just be in the city of Austin, this will be in a federal court. So you have the opportunity to protect all the pregnancy centers around the whole country. I didn't realize that. So we went, it was a four-year ugly battle, but at the end of the day, the judge cited for us, for our religious freedom and freedom of speech, but also ordered the city of Austin to pay all attorney fees, oh,
0: wow. which was
1: a million-dollar bill. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, attorneys are not cheap. <laughs> Huge victory, <laughs> <And, laughs> though, for that Huge case. victory, and it did protect the other pregnancy centers because uh, National Abortion Rights Action League went to California, trying to use the same uh, scenario, and our case led the way. So California's case went all the way to the Supreme Court, but they still won. So then they tried it again in Hawaii and they lost again. And so this case has stood firm in protecting the pregnancy centers around the country. Wow. But the, the campus has embraced us, the students have embraced us uh, because we've come with a, we're just here to help. We're a safe place. If you need someone to talk with, any situation, uh, we're here. And there's no charge to come in and talk with us.
0: Wow, and that's so important for students, Mm -hmm. right? To have someone to be able to safely and confidentially Mm -hmm. have a place where they can talk with someone about what they're facing, what they're going through, whether or not they're in a crisis situation or not.
1: Yes, it really is. And we're right there in West Campus. It's where they live. I didn't realize that when we found the location, but I believe the prayer led us to there. And there are a lot of condos and apartments, and they can just walk to us in between class even
0: some may consider our conversation controversial, um, but I feel it's an important conversation to be had. We're talking about human lives. We're talking about how people are impacted. Mm -hmm. I'm not a parent. Um, I'm an aunt, and I understand you're an aunt (laughs) as well. (laughs) I am. Where do you get your passion for what you do, Lori?
1: You know, uh, I really thought I would be a missionary, so I looked at other countries. Uh, In my church in Indiana, where I'm from, encouraged us to, uh, to volunteer at places that matched our gifting. And the pregnancy center was one that I signed up to volunteer. So I actually began almost 30 years ago as a volunteer. But when I went for the first time and had never been to a pregnancy center before, actually, uh, I thought there would be another trained volunteer there to help uh, kind of train me. Uh, And there was someone there when I said, are you the trained volunteer for the day? She said, no, I'm here for a pregnancy test. And my background is psychology, social work. So never let them see you sweat. No problem. Come on in. We got this. (laughs) Her test was negative, but I was able to share the good news of Jesus and offer her hope and give her a foundation. And that's where I found my mission and then I, just, I was just fired up. I wanted to tell everyone about pregnancy resource centers and the awesome services that they have and the resources that are available and to, to reach out in every community, to be able to multiply and have a place where, uh, where people can go that if they're scared, they can talk with us. It's a safe place and you're
0: completely peaceful is what I see it's not something where there's angry signs and Mm. protesters or anything like that and I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the Reasons that when I talk with people about this issue they tend to have this perception that it's people with the angry signs and mm-hmm. You know throwing cans of paint and even you know some kind of blood mm-hmm. on people I mean just very horrible yeah. horrific types of protests But everything mm-hmm. that I'm learning about Trotter House and what you're doing is mm-hmm. all in the facility facilitation of conversation
1: Yes, it really is uh, just an, an inclusion where a lot of people have maybe felt like there's no place for me to belong. They can belong at the Trotter House. It, it truly is a peaceful environment where they walk into. And from the moment they come into the waiting room to whatever their need is, till when they leave, we let them know there's no accident you came today, and I want you to know we're here for you as long as you want us to be here. There's no cutoff date because you became family. And I really think it's important for people to realize that we're not a scary place. We're a place that, that's what I love about pregnancy centers. And I really want to get the message out of what pregnancy centers do. And you don't do this alone,
0: right? You've got a large
1: team. Tell me about your team. Oh, we have an amazing team. Uh, We have some of our volunteers that have been with us from the very beginning, and we're gonna be 15 years old in January. Uh, We have probably 70 different volunteers that come every week. Uh, Some come for two hours, some come for four hours, some stay the whole day. Uh, We have different ones that sort in the boutique, uh, reception area, life skills program, working in the sonogram room. Depending on whatever you like to do, you can plug in. And you're on the board
0: for several organizations, Lori. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of your other work that you're doing.
1: Yes, yes, I love Multiplying, Uh, I believe that the Trotter House has a little bit different assignment in that we are multiplying ministry so that uh, we can have a model center that we duplicate. And so as we duplicate, I serve on the board usually for a year to help get them stable. And then I move to advisory capacity and then I multiply and start another one. I've done a lot of board uh, strategic planning sessions, helping ground ministries and, and nonprofits so that they have a foundation to move forward. And you've written a book, mm-hmm.
0: and it has a couple of titles. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> but what is Do You Have a Dream? Yes. When Dreams Become Reality. Yes. Tell me about the book and yes. the inspiration for writing that.
1: You know what? It took me four years to actually write the book, and it's a very simple, very thin stories. It's not a complicated anything, but I struggled with writing it thinking I didn't really have a story to tell. And then as I was praying about it, It came really clear, it's really God's story, and I needed to write it because it's been an amazing journey of uh, working in the life arena that I call it, the mission field of life. Uh, And there are things that have happened that there's no explanation, but God did it. I mean, there's no human explanation. It's been an amazing journey, and so I wanted to share it. And uh, TBN actually uh, got a hold of a copy and decided they wanted to publish it, and that's where the change of title came. And I really like the new title, Mm -hmm. Uh, Do You Have a Dream? When Dreams Become Reality, because that's what the book is about. And I want to encourage people that not only have a lot of my dreams come true, but their dreams can come true as well.
0: And that can apply to any career path, any, any field. Right. It so happens that you're in the business of helping people through pregnancy or counseling them, guiding them through major life decisions, but right. it can also apply to any other careers.
1: I think so because the challenge uh, that I'd like to share is don't limit, don't limit what God can do. Uh, I have a friend of mine looking at some property, wanting to start a retreat ministry, and we were looking at uh, prices and just around the Dallas area, and she was like, well, let's go with this one. I'm like, well, why would we go with that one if the bigger one is what we need? Well, it costs more. Well, let's don't limit God. If that's the one we need, then that's the one we go for, and we watch God make it happen. Well, what is next for
0: you, Lori? You've got so many things going on. You're an author, and you speak, and you're mm-hmm. leading your organization, you have banquets. Mm -hmm. other campaigns that you do. What is next for you?
1: Well, we're going to open the new center in Northwest Austin. There have been a lot of people moving to that area, and there is no pregnancy center in that area. So I'm uh, looking at opening that in January. We are looking at properties uh, to start a retreat ministry. The statistics are in the churches, one in three women have had an abortion. So if there are one in three women, that means there's one in three men. Mm And so we want to reach out and create a place where they can come and get the help from all the ramifications that may have happened with that abortion. So we want a retreat place, and we're looking for uh, could we have a place? The housing uh, need is amazing. So many people in need of a place to stay during a crisis time, when they're pregnant, after they've had their baby, a little bit of transition time. So we're looking at could we start some kind of bigger Uh, enlarging our our ministry and our services to offer that as well. Well, Lori, if you could offer one piece of advice or a focal point to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps, what might that be? I would say what I have learned is not to limit what you can do. If there's something in your heart, and we all have dreams within us, that if there's something that's in your heart to do. Make sure you do it. Don't let the world tell you you can't. And second, don't limit what that dream is.
0: And through that, there are countless success stories that you have, Mm -hmm. Lori, of people's lives that have been impacted. Mm -hmm. Women and men who have changed their minds, maybe have made a difficult decision, but Mm -hmm. they have agreed or decided that a baby will be brought into the world. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear an example of one of those success stories.
1: Oh, yes. When people say, do you have any children? My answer is yes. I have thousands. I have lots of babies. Mm -hmm. But one of them that stands out to me uh, actually came to us about six months after we were open. Uh, She had actually been at an abortion facility and would have had her abortion that day if she had had enough money. But she was further along than she thought. Uh, They actually gave her a number to call for financing her abortion, but the line was busy. So she came back out and the people praying at the sidewalk gave her a brochure to come to our pregnancy center. And when she came in, because they had called ahead that they were sending someone, I just asked her, what would it take for you to have your baby? And she said, I need encouragement. Mm. How much does encouragement cost? And so she said, I'll need to be off work for a couple of months, and I've got two other children to support, and we covered her rent for a couple of months. She said, "Uh, I'll... I'll need Christmas for my other children. There was a a group of students on campus that actually adopted her children for Christmas that year. We did everything that we said we would do to help her. And I am excited to share with you that at our banquet this past week, that mom, Uh, Came with her daughter who just now turned 14. Wow. And they shared their story.
0: And it was all because of your efforts Mm -hmm. and the encouragement. All she needed was encouragement encouragement to help her along. Yes. Yeah, what a great story. Can you think
1: of generations to come from that, just that one family? what the impact will be, because she said she's a straight-A student, she's involved in sports, and all of her friends come to her for advice. And this isn't taking our tax dollars or Mm -hmm. anything. This is all from private donations and
0: companies that are willing to support you. And that's the other part that I love about this story, Lori, is that Mm -hmm. you've been able to kind of gather and build a community of support for
1: you. Yes, yes. It's hard to embrace how do you talk about abortion, but if you talk about what we're for, we're for helping women and families, and some there we have single dads too choose life and and help them with the resources they need to have their children and equip themselves, not just having their children, but beyond that, how do you support yourself? Do you need education? Do you need a different job? Putting a plan together so that they can sustain themselves. And then what's neat is many times they'll come back and they'll even volunteer with us because we've helped many of our clients start their own businesses. Uh, One of our clients, uh, she came, in a very difficult situation. We helped her through it, and now we helped her start her own business. She's selling organic cleaning supplies from home. She's homeschooling her children. Mm. She's got a whole different life than where she came from, and we were able to be part of that. That's great. Mm
0: -hmm. Lori, thank you so much for joining me for The Focus. thank
1: you. I've had a great time. This is wonderful.